What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bitcoin and Markets. Hope you are doing well. This episode was recorded back on April 19th, I believe. The date is not all that important, but um, I am editing this down and getting it out as a shorter version to the podcast apps. If you'd like to join me for those live streams, you can do so on YouTube, Twitter, Telegram, and Twitch. Okay, so what are we talking about in this episode? I'm going to go over the recent Gary Gensler testimony. I'm not going to play those. I will link to all the stuff in the show notes at BitcoinAndMarkets.com so you can find that if you would like to. But I include my reaction to that. Also, we're going to be talking about debt in important global economies like debt to GDP of China versus the U.S. versus others. And lastly, we're going to look at the weighting in portfolios of bonds and equities and how can that help inform us to make our forecasts of the future. All the charts and the links and everything that I can do, I will squish into the show notes. So check, make sure to check out those at BitcoinAndMarkets.com. And while you're over there, you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter or look into supporting my content. I appreciate everybody that is supporting the show. All right, let's get right into it. Let's watch a couple videos here. Man, uh, Gensler was testifying yesterday in front of Congress and he was really getting grilled. So let's make sure I'm sharing my audio from this tab. I think I am. And we'll go ahead and play this. Okay, a lot of people were really hyped up about the direct nature of this question. I don't think he expected an answer because, yes, Gensler is somewhat of an expert on blockchain and on Bitcoin and Ethereum. But he's have, he would have to be making some legal official announcement here under testimony, you know, under oath. And I don't think that he would do that. So he's trying to avoid this. And McHenry knows that. Why would McHenry ask this question so blatantly, openly, bluntly? Maybe we'll get an answer. Let's keep listening. Okay, so there Gensler was going to go on to say if there is a group in the middle, yada, yada, yada. But he was cut off by McHenry. And McHenry said there, we talked about this in private. So this is pure performance, in my opinion. McHenry knew that he's seen as being friendly towards Bitcoin and quote unquote crypto, I guess. But this was pure performance. People have said for eight years that these altcoins are all unregistered securities. People have said this. So the thing is that people that claim that they're not unregistered securities, it's not that they have the burden of proof because no, they're innocent until proven guilty. However, obviously the SEC agrees with those people that have been saying this for years. Why discount the ability for people to think for themselves? Why do you have to appeal to the authority of the SEC? People that, not McHenry, but and probably not listeners of this show, but these altcoin people were wrong. They should learn and adopt a different understanding of the situation. The thing is, they're trying to press him into a box to say something when they know for, you know, by experience, for years, they know the arguments that these things are unregistered securities. Think for yourself, people. There's no lack of clarity. 
these things are unregistered securities. Bitcoin is the only commodity. It is clear as day. Sorry, damn, I hit my mic. It is clear as day. We've been saying it, shouting it from the rooftops for years. There is no lack of clarity. There is only a lack of willingness to agree or willingness to uh, accept these arguments. It is a fact that all of these altcoins are centralized. They're all bought with the understanding of price appreciation based on the best, you know, the efforts of a central party. They're all unregistered securities. Bitcoin is different. Bitcoin is not. That's why they can be clear on Bitcoin and not necessarily clear on these other things. I mean, I'm not supporting the SEC, but I'm what I'm doing is I'm pushing it back against this idea that there is not clarity. There is clarity. There's just, you don't like it. No, the market doesn't want to believe it, McHenry. The market sees it. The market knows these arguments. Bitcoiners have been saying them for years. The uncertainty is they there is a sliver of a chance that the SEC will not come after unregistered securities. If they have the term crypto or blockchain or coin, that's the uncertainty. It's not an uncertainty around that these things break securities laws. They do. All right, the next part, uh, Gensler is getting grilled here by GOP Majority Whip. And he's talking about some of this stuff. So I wanted to play this through. I'm going to, oh, geez, hold on. I'm going to try not to interrupt this, uh, but we'll see. It's five minutes. I don't want to do all five. So, all right, let's go. I don't know why this is buffered. I might have to refresh this tab. Pretty much what he was said here is, He's grilling them, saying that there's this all this lack of clarity that they're driving innovation outside of the United States and X, Y, Z. And I agree. My reaction when I first saw this was, how can anybody else watch this and think that the government's going to come after Bitcoin? So this is a this whole thing is built off of going after shitcoins legitimate scams, unregistered securities, and the SEC is going after them. And these people are pushing back. These uh, representatives, you know, committee members, whatever, are pushing back on the crackdown on scams. Imagine if it were Bitcoin. I saw a tweet by Marty Bent and say, sorry, guys, that it's a fact. They're going to come after you. They're going to make it illegal for Bitcoin transactions. They're going to do X, Y, Z. But how can he say that watching this? And this is not even getting into Bitcoin. This is just talking about scams. There's people out there protecting the scams, protecting the fraud. It's a very weird conversation to watch here with on one side, you have people protecting fraud. And on the other side is the people protecting force and trying to mitigate that fraud. It's a really weird uh, conversation to watch when you're watching Gensler in front of Congress here. But I support deadlock. And I don't know how you can watch this and think that there's not going to be any deadlock on creating actual bills that go after Bitcoin. Another thing, there's a lot of gridlock right now in the Senate. Feinstein, one of the senators there, you know, she they need all 50 of the Democrat senators to pass something. And now she is very ill, I guess, you know, old age stuff. And so she's not able to vote on some of these new justices that they're trying to get in 
Biden appointed, appointed justices. So if they can't even get justices that don't make laws, I mean, they will try to maybe legislate from the bench. So they are somewhat important, but they're not nearly as big a deal as voting on a, to ban Bitcoin or to ban Bitcoin mining or to do something like that. And they can't even pass those judges. How do people think that they're going to come after Bitcoin? Especially because a lot of these people own Bitcoin. McHenry owns Bitcoin. I, I just don't see it. I, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not a half empty guy. I'm a half full guy. So anyway, that was interesting. And we've known about this for years, people. There has been clarity. Uh, the source of the the source of the lack of clarity comes from the fraud promoters. That's where the lack of clarity comes from. If you want signal through the noise, if you want clarity, you have to listen to Bitcoin and Bitcoiners, shows like mine. I've been extremely consistent on this point for 10 years. All right. Um, so that's enough on that. Let's go to this tweet and I'm going to zoom out here a little bit. Uh, for guys listening on Telegram, that is the this is the chart of total private credit by country breakdown. Uh, and the all the way on the left is the year 2000 up to looks to be about 2021. So it doesn't even have the current year 2022 on there or the last full year 2022. And you can see this red line is China as a you know a percentage growth in their credit it's off, literally off the charts who's this next one up turkey and look at their hyperinflation that they're going or they have over there india is next who's this green dash line saudi arabia so some of these countries you know we have to watch out for but what in god's name is going on in china i mean this should be a wake up call to people that think that china is somehow this great next hegemon of the world. They were built off of credit. China is a gigantic credit bubble. They are one big credit bubble. All right, so that's enough on that. <laughs> uh, okay, this one was interesting. Let me zoom in for this one. Lisa Bramowitz. Lisa Bramowitz, whatever, uh, is who tweeted this. And she says, investor allocation to equities relative to bonds has dropped to its lowest level since 2009, Bank of America's Global Fund Manager Survey. If consensus lust for recession isn't satisfied in Q2, the pain trade would be a rally in bond yields and bank stocks according to Bank of America's HeartNet. And I'm going to share this image with Telegram. I've shared an earlier version of this, I don't know, probably end of last year or something when it started going negative here. And this was part of my call for, you know, when they're underweight equities, all of these, the market in general is underweight equities relative to bonds. And so when this turns around, when the Fed pivots, it's going to go the other way. So this is kind of cash on the sidelines that's ready to rotate back into equities. 
So we were talking about stock market chart a little bit earlier. This is the kind of uh, behind the scenes on this allocation and why I think that, what, what we're going to see. Anyway, that's going to do it for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for all the support out there. People going to BitcoinandMarkets.com, all the new signups, uh, people sharing out the newsletter and stuff. My content is made possible by the listeners and the support of the listeners over the years. So I thank you guys very, very much. And I hope that I can cultivate my community to be kind of a shelter from the storm in a way. Uh, you know, all of the crazy macroeconomic and Bitcoin analysis out there and have a little sanity to this world that i live in i'm in this in the trenches of the headlines every day and if you guys are listening to this you're probably in the trenches of the headlines every day as well so uh anyways want to thank everyone for their support and that's going to be it see you next time bye